0: Hey guys, welcome to today's episode of Black Famous, the show about uh black musicians that black people know and white people don't. <laughs> it's basically the uh the concise Explanation of our lovely show. Uh today we're gonna be talking about I, I think I said with my last recording that I'm excited pretty much about every song that we do. Um I'm super duper especially excited about this song um because it's just it's just great. And the video is even more great. Um, It's Whip Appeal by the amazing and wonderful babyface, Kenneth Babyface Edmonds. Um, So today my guest is my very good friend Marcel. Say hi Marcel. Hi Marcel. (laughs) Um, So I start the podcast asking people who are they and why. So Marcel, who are you and why? I am Marcel and why uh, you
1: want to know why I'm here is because when you were asking for friends to be on your podcast, I guilt-tripped you?
0: It wasn't a necessarily heavy guilt trip. Though. It was. <laughs> you know,
1: that one time I, I helped you move, you know, what's a better friend than that, right? That's so you, you would want to have me on your podcast, right?
0: <laughs> like I said, it wasn't like the heaviest guilt trip. I just knew, like, I also was like, oh, Marcel would be really awesome on this podcast too. I don't have a lot of leverage. So, <laughs> so uh, I'm really, really happy that you're here. So I'm happy um, to be here. So let's talk a little bit about the magical musical genius that is Kenneth Babyface. Edmonds. Um, I think his real like middle name is uh, Bri- like Kenneth Brian Edmonds or mm-hmm. something. Uh, but yes, face is a nickname that he's had for a really long time because he roughly looks like he's twelve.
1: <laughs> for the last forty or yes. years. Yes,
0: yeah. <laughs> he just kind of has the face of a small child of an infant. Yes, yes. on a on a large black man. An <laughs> In-
1: infant face wouldn't sell very well.
0: Oh uh, no. Oh, Kenneth, in- infant face, face Edmonds. Edmonds. Oh yes, that sounds like a villain in a Dick Tracy. Exactly, comic. that's what
1: I said. That's exactly what it sounds like.
0: Uh, so yeah, he's been around for forever, and he has been pretty much involved um, in almost every R and B and hip hop star uh, and pop star that we know of. Yeah, uh, I think he was involved with uh, TLC, Tony Braxton, Usher, Usher. Yeah. Um, Whitney Houston yeah big big work with Whitney Houston Madonna mm-hmm. um, and I think today as of recently he's been working with Ariana Grande That's He
1: said worked on her
0: debut album yeah um, which is probably why it's actually not bad yeah. <laughs> she's an annoying person but she's very that album was successful yeah it's yeah. very successful and she's actually fairly talented mm-hmm. um, she's got a pretty great voice um and Mariah Carey. Yeah. He worked with absolutely. Mariah Carey, too. So originally, um, a little bit about Babyface. He's from Indianapolis.
1: I think so, yeah. Uh, That's what Wiki said.
0: Uh, the magical, magical uh, Wikipedia. I'm going to just double check on that. Yes, he was born uh, April 10th, 1959 in Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, He got his start in music really, really young. Like So basically, this was just his thing. I think Mm -hmm. he kind of knew he was going to be a musician at a very young age in high school. Um, He originally played with Bootsy Collins, who actually gave him the name Babyface because he's got a baby face. Um, And he performed in this uh, group called uh, Manchild. And he was, um, I think, a vocalist or... um, No, he was a guitarist. And I think he did background vocals. So he has been in funk and that R&B like Midwestern sound for like a super long time. So he really goes back. He's truly authentic. (laughs) Um, And yet like he's um, like emerged and evolved to be this amazing singer songwriter. He's a guitarist. He's a keyboardist. He's a record producer. He's even produced films like Mm -hmm. he is basically a Svengali, um, a a wonderkind. And he um,
1: has a production production company in each one of those uh, things. Yes. Music and and, and film, all that
0: stuff. Yeah, so he really, he wasn't sleeping. (laughs) Basically, he wasn't sleeping. I don't know how
1: he still looks like that without sleeping. Uh, You need beauty rest.
0: And money. He's rich. (laughs) I think when you're that rich, you can sleep real easy. (laughs) When you're that talented and you're that rich, you can sleep really, really easily. Um, So yeah, the the song in particular, Whip Appeal, is off of his album called Tender Lover, um, which is like the most... It is Tender Lover. (laughs) It's like really, whoa. Okay, so this album um, I think was released in 1989 and Whip Appeal uh, came out as a single February 22nd, uh, 1980. And it was a really, really big successful song for him. It was um, number six on the U.S. Billboard Top 100 chart in April 1990 and it reached number two on the Hot R&B and Hip Hop Song chart uh yeah number two and it was number 39 in canada so can, the canadians felt canadian famous is yeah, canadian no. famous is pretty decent yeah. <laughs> it's pretty fine um also this uh song was nominated for a grammy award in the best r&b vocal performance uh male category so i don't think it, he's got 11 grammys in total over he's his. he's got career. a lot of nominations though. yeah but i, I think even twice as many yeah. nominations Um, so yeah, let's get into, before we get into more about Babyface and how awesome he is, uh, let's get into this video. Okay. Because this music video... It's amazing. It's fucking amazing.
1: (laughs) But tell me the truth. Doesn't it feel like two separate videos that they put together? Because, like, part of it is, you know, a bunch of, like, women and they're, like, one is stuck in traffic, one is, like, at home, and they're all hot and sweaty. They're talking about how it's really hot outside, and then the Um, next thing is they're in a club and they're performing. Everyone's dressed all classy. Well, but
0: the thing is, I think... It is kind of presented as two separate videos, but it's connected by all these women are listening to this live performance of Babyface on the radio.
1: I feel like they only put those women in there just to be sexy. You know, they, oh, they yeah. added the, that extra on there was sexy women in the audience, there were oh, sexy yeah. women on the stage. That, that was their like,
0: attempt to frame it to tell yeah. a story.
1: Also, sweaty women in an RB video. It's like that the staple.
0: Oh know? yeah. Like yeah. you have to be glistening. Yeah, exactly. Glittery or wet <laughs> or
1: shiny in some way. So the yeah.
0: video starts. Um there is a heat wave going on. Um, Apparently it's supposed to be like 96 degrees with 80% humidity. And I'm like, wait a second, is 96 degrees, 80% humidity. There's people stuck in traffic. There's these broads just stuck in an elevator, just trapped in an elevator. Is the apocalypse coming?
1: <laughs> on on <laughs> YouTube in the comments, one of the comments, like right below, it said, you know, those numbers. They said, that just sounds like Florida. but like, that's, that's, you know, they're used to that. Yeah. It's just like, like this That's is not a... that bad. But they're probably, you know, in some city up here. So that's yeah. probably really apocalyptic. Yeah.
0: I was like, this just sounds like swampy. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so the camera's panning. And yeah, you see a, um, a woman in a bath. I mm-hmm. think she shows up early in the video. Yeah. There's a woman who's on a balcony. Yeah. Like, relaxing and just sort of longingly looking (laughs) over the city. There's this lady who's like in a Jeep, an open top Jeep, which I think is a very 90s thing. Oh yeah. People are super about like all white open top Jeeps Mm -hmm. and she's like annoyed in traffic. And then these ladies who are like in an elevator, like sitting on the floor and Mm -hmm. sweating. And I'm like, these are the most graceful looking, sweaty, angry ladies I've ever seen. Because if I was stuck in an elevator, my hair would be sticking out all over the place. (laughs) And I'd be banging on the walls asking someone to get
1: help <laughs> yeah. see that's the thing in in the r&b videos they're all like it's you know sexy in real life everyone's just uncomfortable and cranky yeah and, and nobody wants out. to be touched they're not like you know they're not like Ooh, it's not sexy it's yeah, not sexy it's, it's it like, is... get away from me stay away give me some air i can't breathe basically yeah.
0: so it's kind of ridiculous mm-hmm. so we um you're overhearing a uh radio person saying oh like Let's you know, it's a, a really hot time in the city tonight. Let's cut to uh, let's get back to this performance at Club Coco with mm, Baby La Coco. La Coco. Yeah. Thank you. Club La Coco with Babyface. And then you hear the voice. Oh my God. Oh. Holly Robinson, Robinson. Um, aka Vanessa from Hanging with Mr. Cooper. (laughs) Yes, as
1: soon as that was the reason why I watched that show, was because of her. I remember that. She was was like eye candy on there. I mean, the other woman, I forgot her name, but she was.
0: Dawn Lewis? Was it Dawn Lewis? I don't
1: remember her name. But she she was really attractive too. But they made her like yeah she was she, the was, candy. The, she
0: was the hot one. Yeah, she was know?
1: always going out on dates and bringing back the guys. And yeah, that was always conflict. That I watched just for that.
0: <laughs> I wasn't watching
1: for anything
0: else. <laughs> You're like I wasn't trying to hang with Mr. Cooper yeah, no, I was hang with, with Holly Ma- Robinson. Yeah, with it's with like her. I just wanted to hang with Vanessa. Yeah, exactly. so um so also some fun facts that I learned about um Holly Robinson that I didn't know. So her dad. Uh, I think his name was Matt Robinson, was the original Gordon from Sesame Street. Really? Yes. Oh, my God. So I he didn't was, know that at all. Yeah. He was the first, like, as I was falling into, like, an information hole. Mm-hmm. As I was like, oh, your dad was the, uh, on Sesame yeah, Street? Yeah, that's epic that's, so, that's, that's so cool. Yeah. That's so cool. So, yeah, this was, like, one of her first, um, like, acting jobs was being the <laughs> the radio announcer yeah. in a baby face video,
1: which is pretty dope. But she also went to like twenty-one jump street. Too. Yeah. So they, it's a big jump.
0: Too. Yeah, that's a huge jump. So like yeah. she's getting 21 Jump Street, which was like right before this, and then uh, you know, doing like modeling work and stuff. And, and then, then hanging with Mr. Cooper. And then hanging with mm. Mr. Cooper that came later. <laughs> oh don't be mean. You're just like, oh she kinda went downhill after that. Hey, she was working. She was, she was. <laughs> So yeah, so we're getting back to the video. So Um, you hear Holly Robbins and she's like thank you for joining us at Club La Coco and (laughs) here is Babyface so can we talk about okay can we talk about Babyface's white suit suit oh god
1: you know, I didn't want to say it because I heard it in, in, in one of your earlier podcasts, but that was kind of Easter suity.
0: It's definitely an it's, Easter suit. Yeah,
1: you know, and then the hair, too. is.
0: Oh, my goodness. It's just like this very, like, S-curl, yeah, sort of, yeah, like, yeah. like, a wave. And, and it came off the front, too. Yeah, it was yeah. like a pompadour, almost. Mm-hmm. Like, very, uh... And also, the thing with his suit, the waist on that suit was so tiny. He had baby waist. Yeah, he he had had baby, baby, baby waist. Baby waist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It looked like he was a giant bow. <laughs> a big white bow exactly. and a big
1: white suit. It, yeah, it was like hourglass kind of. He the yeah. shoulders and then it came in. And sharp then it came shoulders, yeah. almost like a
0: like a zoot, zoot suit. suit. Yes, yeah, exactly. exactly. So it was very sharp and very, like just the crispest white suit I've ever seen. <laughs> it was the whitest suit. Oh ever. my goodness. And I also think I noticed with um, R&B videos, I think in general of the late 80s and 90s, there's so much old timey glamour, mm-hmm. like you you have all these dancers and mm-hmm. these very like Marilyn Monroe. Inspired dresses, right. long gloves, even the orchestra that's behind them. Yeah, the conductor who is like the slickest motherfucker ever with his sunglasses. He's mm-hmm. got white gloves too, and he's just conduct yeah. yeah with like a stank face on. <laughs> like, yeah, this is an orchestra. But this is a funky ass orchestra.
1: <laughs> he wasn't. He wasn't telling him what to do. Though. Right. He, he it was all baby face. Yeah, I mean, he, basically. Yeah.
0: He was baby face.
1: Was he was a, just dancing. He wasn't actually like conducting. Them.
0: Yeah, I think he was just, he was just enjoying himself. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's a very, like, um, like, like 20s, 30s, 40s, like, mm-hmm. timeless glamour. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I honestly think, like, black people really love that time period. Like, it's that period of the Harlem Renaissance. Like, people just, they, they got dressed up. Mm-hmm. When they were going out, they yeah. we were dressing up and they mm-hmm. were getting dressed to the nines and it's like mm-hmm. silks and furs, like just ultimate glamour. Mm-hmm. And like that, like even just from the first shot of them at the club, you're just like, okay, <laughs> this is serious. Yeah. <laughs> this
1: is the kind of place you walk in, you tip the waiter to give you the best table in exactly. the house. You know, you knew the owner. Exactly. You know? yeah. Exactly. Very good fellas. Oh yeah. You ex- come in through the back. You know? come in through the back, exactly. like speakeasy. Yeah, like yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. So I really, really love that about the video. Um, and basically, he just proceeds to like just sing and dance his ass off, mm-hmm. and he's just walking around and doing spins and just <laughs> just being shiny. Oh, and he's so shiny. He was. He was real shiny. I think that
1: was natural. That was this is before like some the good CGI we have now. He was just naturally glistening.
0: <laughs> he was. He was yeah. just like naturally like a glow. He yeah, had that yeah. baby face. The baby. <laughs> the baby. baby oil. The baby oil, <laughs> the baby the baby oil, oil was. on his baby face was
1: making him shiny.
0: Uh. So basically, the song which I'm still trying to figure out what exactly whip appeal is. I think it's just maybe sex appeal. Um, Because basically what I'm getting across from the song, and I'm going to read one of the verses. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it says, when we go to work, how the day seems so long. The only thing I think about, can't wait till we get home. Cause we we got a way of talking and it's better than words. It's the strangest kind of a relationship. Oh, but with us, it always works. And I'm like, okay, so basically you and your lady just fuck all the time and yeah, you don't
1: talk. Yeah, don't talk. <laughs> it, it doesn't really fit the name unless there's something else that I, I didn't pick up on. Because, like, he said, you know, whip appeals, like, whip it on me, whip it on, or something like that. And I was like, that doesn't go with, you know, just, like, talking, you know? Like, it's it's think, sexual. Yeah,
0: I think whip appeal it's just gotta means... means yeah, just first like, of
1: all, whipping anything on someone during sex, <laughs> yeah. I don't want any part of that. I don't know, that, that didn't sound sexy when he was talking about it. Maybe it's sexy when Babyface sings about it, but that didn't seem to fit, you know, this sexy, romantic thing about... It. That was like their, their... Oh, my God. Oh,
0: that's all right. Watches go off sometimes. Cool. That
1: didn't fit... Um, what he was going with you know yeah it, it, just, just, it's, it doesn't it seems, fit
0: yeah it just seems the phrase seems a little weird yeah like at, when you're singing it and singing along with it it makes sense but when you're just like what exactly is whip appeal? Mm-hmm. um apparently so this song i believe he wrote with uh perry uh also, no, also known as pebbles reed yeah. la reed's wife yeah Who's a she was a singer in her own right, Mm -hmm. and they wrote the song together. And apparently, whip appeal comes from him overhearing her and her lady friends talking about like some guy, Mm -hmm. and they were used like, oh, he's got that whip appeal. He just like just like I think it just means like sex appeal. I Mm -hmm. think it's like either just alluding to some sort of strong, undeniable sex appeal, Mm -hmm. and I guess that's what that means. I mean, I feel like. I feel like this was also a grown people song. Mm-hmm. Like when I was little and listening to it, it's a grown people song. I really wasn't sure exactly <laughs> what they were talking about. I honestly didn't know what Whippafeel like meant. If they're not
1: talking, what are they
0: doing? What are they doing? Yeah, and I'm like, like, okay, like obviously they love each other and they're doing something adult. I'm just not sure what it means. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why we like, we're very close in age. I think that's probably why we don't get <laughs> yeah, it. <laughs> exactly. I definitely think this is like grown. Now people. that we're grown, we get it. It's like, now okay. that we kind of get it, it's like, oh, it's that. And then it's just like, it just sounds Ooh, weird.
1: That's a terrible relationship. That's
0: a te- right? Like, you don't have any actual community. This is also
1: before he was married, though. Sure. Yeah. That, I mean, that's probably all he wanted at the time right. was to just someone to come home to have sex with, and then that was it.
0: Well, also on this album, I think was the song, um, soon as i get home which is a song basically saying like i'll pay your rent i'll do <laughs> i'll do the dishes i'll do dinner soon as i get home from work baby i got you oh, <laughs> and, oh it, my God. and i'm just like okay like yes it's very sweet and i think this is just very indicative of songs of this time period mm-hmm. like it's very like i'm the man i take care of everything like i'm the provider and mm-hmm. blah 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 and at the same time i'm like look Sisters are doing it for themselves. Mm-hmm. I don't need you to pay my rent all the time. <laughs> all
1: the time. Just sometimes.
0: <laughs> Just sometimes. You don't have to do all these things all the time because we're partners. Yeah. We're partners in this relationship. We pay the rent. We, we, we do the dishes. Yeah, so. we do the dishes together. Like, Or there's some things that you pay and I mm. pay some things, but we try to make it work together. Mm. And like, And all these songs, they're all super romantic and stuff, but there's no real... Partnership mm-hmm. or real communication that yeah. goes on. No these. There's no. It time. specifically says no talking. No talking. Yeah. It's a strange relationship, but it works. We just we just fuck all the time. And it's the cool. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> we fuck all the time, and it's totally cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So basically, it's the rest of the video is this performance interspersed with all these ladies. In different places, like the lady who's on the balcony, the lady in the tub, yeah, yeah. they're all listening to this. Basically, the lady in the tub basically looks like she's just gonna start like going to work on herself. Like, mm-hmm. she's, just, I feel like masturbation is about to go on. These are all the moment. ladies
1: that he's not talking to.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, but he's just speaking to me over the radio, and I can't just, I'm just entranced <laughs> by baby <laughs> face. And I'm just like, whoa. It's probably because he doesn't
1: talk to them any other time. So when he's talking to them now, it's like, we're paying oh my God, attention. Yeah. so sexy.
0: So yeah, in the in the audience it's mostly ladies like oh, yeah. I was remember we're like rewinding like when they, the men are in the band. Yeah, yeah. The only dudes are in the band. So he's just playing to a arena or like a club full of women. Mm. So this is like he is the target audience. Like the men are in the back we're playing the music, but we're speaking to you ladies. Mm-hmm. We want you to know we're talking to you, we're listening to you, and we're gonna give you that whip appeal. And all of those <laughs> ladies in the audience- We're gonna whip it on you. Right? Yeah. And all the ladies in the audience just look hungry. <laughs> I was just like, babyface, watch out! They're gonna, they're gonna make the stage. Absolutely. They're gonna make the stage. They're gonna run the stage. And when he goes out into the audience to dance with the audience mm-hmm. and like picks that woman, woman woman to dance with, she got real comfortable really quick.
1: <laughs> yeah, she, yeah. Yeah, she like, was relaxed.
0: She's just like on his face. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, okay, if I was in the audience and babyface picked me to sing with, you'd
1: lose your shit. I
0: would lose my mind. I would not be calm and composed. <laughs> ah, babyface!
1: <laughs> First of all, screaming babyface should sound silly to me. But I'm sure they did it. I mean, there were millions of women who were just throwing screaming panties. At the babyface. <laughs> oh
0: my god. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm just like, oh man, like, and this his, his dancing and his sliding around. Now Referring to his dancing and sliding around, you sent me a YouTube video a a little before you got here. Mm -hmm. Um, Please talk about this video because even though I'm not a big Kevin Hart fan, this shit was funny.
1: Yeah, Kevin Hart talks about that in one of his stand-ups where he said he really wanted to be a singer when he was younger, but uh, I guess he couldn't sing, but he could dance his ass off. And he said that um, they all had a, a, a few moves that they all did. Every And it's true. Everyone had mm-hmm, the same exact mm-hmm. moves. He says, all you have to do is you have to open up your hand, close it, and point. And he just kind of <laughs> did that over and over again. He just kind of swayed to like a, a beat in his head. And he's like, I'm not going to sing anything, but just watch my moves. He's like, don't it look like I'm about to say some shit? And he just started pointing. And he'd grab his you know, he'd close his hand. He'd open it. And the audience just lost their mind. Yes. Like, it looks exactly it looks like, like an like, R&B.
0: Like R- it looks like an R&B
1: video. And then it was funny because... Like right before I saw that, I saw another one of Babyface's videos, um, one of his more recent ones. It's like every time I close my eyes. Yeah, yeah. There was a part in where he's singing and he his fingers get a little, you know, um, I guess spirited, I would say. Yeah. And he does, the, you know, the little spirited thing like this. It's oh, like spirit, like spirit fingers. Spirit, fingers. And then immediately Kevin Hart does the same thing. There was that one part where he goes like this. I was like, that's baby face.
0: That's so relevant to what we're doing right now. It's like
1: it fits. It's every single one of them. They all have the same moves.
0: And um, I think he had also said like back, he's like, oh, back in MoJown when uh, you the knew, slide out yeah the yeah. slide out because he's like you didn't really know there's like you know it's four, five, six guys and you didn't know which one was the lead singer yeah. and then he would slide out <laughs> on you and you would like they would be moving around moving and grooving and they'd be talking to themselves like yeah i'm about to tell them some shit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they don't know what's
1: about to they hit don't them.
0: know what's about to hit them and all of a sudden yeah, he grabs the microphone out. and like slides out yeah. in front and Ooh. i'm like oh my god that's like both of the temp- That's yeah, The Temptations The Four Tops The OJs All of them Right Accurate <laughs> all 100% of them. accurate I'm fairly certain but Like all of them The Spinners All of them did the slide yeah. out mm-hmm. Especially the Spinners yes. <laughs> They were like The pioneers mm-hmm. Of the slide out exactly. <laughs> And the lead singer acting all extra so, <laughs> so yeah That's like a staple
1: Right right yeah. And I,
0: like I said I I find Kevin Hart to be a little annoying, but that was... People so, either
1: love him or they, they can't stand him. Yeah,
0: he's just... Like, I liked him in Real Husbands of Hollywood. Yeah, that's a great show. Um, the first two seasons of that show were fantastic. Mm-hmm. And he's... In certain times and spaces, like, I can manage small to medium doses of him. He's everywhere now, though. You, but can't, he's, you can't have You him can't really doses. escape him. Yeah. Like, you cannot have him in small doses anymore. It's like and, like four movies coming out. Oh, my God. It's just... Plus uh, a stand-up. See, like, he's he's re- reaching, like, peak... Or maybe he already has peak Kevin Hart. Like, I'm just already like, all right, I'm done. I'm on to the mm-hmm. next. On to the next.
1: Yeah. It started with just, like, stand-up, and then it was, like, movies, and then he's, you know... He just branches out into all these things. He's trying to, like, create an empire. Yeah. He's, he's always talking about it. He's just trying to grow it more and more. Which and more. I totally
0: yeah. understand, because, like tracing this back to Babyface, that's what, exactly what Babyface exactly did. Exactly what he crea- did. Yeah. yeah, he created his own, like, empire. And he I He was told- in this
1: small little band. Yeah. And then he went solo and took off on his own. Mm-hmm. And then he started bringing up all these other
0: people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the ladies that are dancing around him in the video, like, the way he dances with them, I just- I just put myself in that position, of, like, if I was a backup dancer in a Babyface video and he came over to me and started whining and moving and grooving mm-hmm. with me, I'm pretty sure I would have gotten pregnant.
1: <laughs> well, you know why? It's because they're fembots. <laughs> they were dressed exactly like that. They're robotic. They don't understand. They just, they're there to do a purpose. Yeah. They, they're, they, they, they kept their cool because they're robots.
0: Yeah. They're, they're, they're here to serve up, to, to be the the chorus mm-hmm. to Babyface, to yeah. be the beautiful company that's to Babyface. So they're very cool, very calm, very collected. Mm-hmm. All kind of acting the same. Um, and just being the best backup dancers they could possibly be. <laughs> they, they try. <laughs> uh, and they, they, they do a, a fairly fine job. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I think another note that I had made for myself. So I don't know how familiar you are, you are with musicals. But this whole like like number, like musical number basically that they're doing, reminded me of the movie, um, well, the musical Chicago. Okay. So, I've never actually seen the musical on Broadway, but I've seen the movie multiple times. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty dope movie. Um, so, um, Richard Gere plays Billy Flynn in it. Right. I don't know if you've seen it, but he plays. I think once I saw it. Yeah, right. he plays Billy Flynn in like this big suit, mm-hmm. and it comes out, and all these women are just like, oh, Billy! <laughs> like, just by yeah, fawning yeah, yeah, yeah. over him. I was like, oh my God, Billy Fa- Babyface is Billy Flynn. <laughs> Why has no one. Like, made how, that yeah, yeah. like why has no one made this a thing? Mm-hmm. He would be a fant I think he'd be a pretty fucking fantastic Billy Flynn. Like someone, he, please, yeah, please make that happen. Now, yeah. yeah. I'm like, someone, please, anybody who is important, maybe listening to this podcast, mm-hmm. please somebody call him again. <laughs> call just call babyface. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure he's like it that, that, that makes sense, yeah. I could see that now. Like just that theatrical, yeah. like Just that whole, like, that whole, like, number from that show. I'm just like... I can see it more now
1: because the way he looks, he's a little older now. He, right. he would fit that. Yeah. Exactly.
0: He adds a little bit more gravitas now that he's yeah. like, a, like a more adult. Not looking. so much back then. Yeah, exactly. Was,
1: his babyest of faces. Oh my
0: though. god. He looks like he is about 15 in this music video. It's <laughs> like what 20s? Yeah, yeah, he was like in his mid 20s. Yeah. He looks like he's 15. Exactly. <laughs> like you kind of can't take him seriously, and then when you start singing, you're like, oh. oh yeah. Because exactly. <laughs> like as he's like strutting on the stage, I kind of giggled because I like, yeah. Yeah. Like
1: you look silly. You got that kind of thing of like the the Jackson Five when they were all younger and they're singing about love and stuff. Like that. It's a little weird, but then he starts. Oh yeah, yeah, and I, then you're like, I get I'm it. I'm with you. I'm got with you. You're
0: here. I mm-hmm. get it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, basically that's that's the video. It's it's a really simple premise and it's a very entertaining one. Mm-hmm. I also kind of like that it doesn't have that great of a story because mm. it's just you get to see him doing what he does best and he's just like kind of holding you in like in the palm of his hand like watch me do my thing and I'm like I sure fucking will. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I thought it I like his voice too. It's it's a little higher than a lot of R&B artists that mm-hmm. I've heard and I think that kind of branched out into something now where like there's a lot of singers where their voices are a little bit higher. It yeah. It used like a, low. You had to get low. That's like, like an that R&B stable. Yeah. yeah.
0: Like that Johnny Gill that mm-hmm. like very like a baritone yeah. tenory sound. And yeah, he definitely had that like kind of that sweet high yeah, voice. Yeah. Um it, it reminded me of kind of like the Crooners mm-hmm. from like like the the like the 60s. Right, like, right. That yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. like a, like Dean Martin, but just like a higher pitched voice. Yeah, exactly. Voice. exactly yeah. That's sort of like When I think Crooners nowadays, I think I just think Michael Bublé I hate, <laughs> yeah, I hate Michael Bublé. That's, that's what it's come to. <laughs> I think he's so like he, any song he sings he sucks the soul out of. Like oh it can be God. a jazz standard and it just sounds bland. Sh- and Should
1: I not mention Nina Simone's song?
0: Oh my God. You know, we are not talking about he, he his it. version of feeling good, which is the most disrespectful bullshit. <laughs> I hate his version of that song. I hate it so much. And you brought that up because... <laughs> I,
1: I know you would react to that. Yes,
0: because I posted about it on Facebook because I was in a, a state where I was... Re-listening to a lot of Nina Simone because I absolutely adore. Yeah, her. she's amazing. She's absolutely tremendous. Yeah. And um, I remembered that he does a cover of it, and I was just like, I like. I just remember hearing it a while ago, and I re-listened to it, and it made me so angry because <laughs> if you listen to her version of that song and you listen to his it is a night and day difference <laughs> yeah
1: hers is darker it's lower yeah. it's there's the, a meaning behind it. there's like you know pain behind there's it. a
0: pain there's a sexy passion like all
1: this stuff that happened but i'm feeling good yeah and then you, you, you're just,
0: transcending yeah. something it's triumphant and when you hear his it's just like Way <laughs> exactly? Where is a
1: good Where? way? to And it's to describe not that, that he's
0: untalented. He's yeah. not. He's he definitely has a good singing voice. Yeah. So I'm not knocking that at all. It's he just does a lot of covers, though. He, well, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, like he's like a like a like a jazzy pop, jazz pop crooner. So mm-hmm. like they do a lot of standards and a lot of right. covers, which is understandable. But yeah, I just.
1: But he can't hit that vibrato though. He
0: just can't. And it just, that, that, like, that, that certain something in the pit of your stomach yeah, that, that, like, when where he, it
1: comes from for her, you know? Yeah, yeah. you just, you don't He's feel it. He's covering that. it. Yeah. You know, it grew from her.
0: Yes. And yeah. it's like, you could, it's a cover where you could tell it is a cover.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And it's a, like, he tries to make it his own, but ultimately to me, he just, it's just not there. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Man, now I'm just. I'm just mad. I'm 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 sorry. I'm sorry. No, you're not. No, I'm not. You were very happy to bring that up. I I try to find a way to do (laughs) it. Um. So yeah. Um. Oh. So another good, really fun fact from this video. So his wife, well, his ex-wife, yes, uh, Tracy Edmonds she was supposed to be in yeah, this music yeah. video, mm-hmm. uh, but she had chicken pox.
1: Which is a really funny thing. Yeah. The, the reason why to not be in the video is chicken pox.
0: Like, yeah. yeah
1: like the flu, and a stomach. She had chicken pox.
0: Yeah, because gross. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> like a child. <laughs> like a child. Mm-hmm. Um, to be fair, like, I've never had the chicken pox. Mm-hmm. I never had it as a child. Oh, so yeah, anytime, anytime people are like, shingles, I run away because I'm mm-hmm. just like, please don't let me get that now because mm-hmm. as an adult, that shit is not cute. Oh. <laughs> I've heard, it's, it's a lot worse than not cute. Yeah, yeah. like, i've heard it is the worst mm-hmm. so i'm praying and praying i'm praying i don't get it but uh yeah so they had another like encounter in his neighborhood or something he saw
1: her on yeah. the street with like her mom or something like that and then he brought it up to the to the people it's like oh remember the girl from the from the last time and then they you know reconnected and then they were together for like a long time they were
0: together for a long time like um just marriage-wise and business partner-wise yeah and i didn't know that it was such a scandal When they got together, because people were like, oh, she's a gold digger. She's only after his money. Mm -hmm. Blah, blah, blah. She has nothing to stand for. Like, people actively hate her. I didn't know that. And I'm not entirely sure why, because I didn't, I didn't, I, I don't know if she's, I don't want to say been with a lot of people because that's not a reason to hate anybody. Mm-hmm. Yes, you've been with a lot of people. Big deal.
1: So have other people. So have other people. Yeah, that's not a rare <laughs> that's thing. Not a,
0: yeah, that's not a reason to really dislike anyone. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was looking through various interviews. Um, he did one interview with Oprah mm-hmm. um, a couple, like, back when Oprah had her show, and they had gotten divorced, him and Tracy, not too long before that interview, I think. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, yeah, he's like, you know, we kind of discovered that we loved each other but we weren't in love with each other like there wasn't a real connection with Mm -hmm. us and i saw all the also never read the comments for anything (laughs) because people are all like i've just come to the conclusion that like i'm very lucky to have people around me who are just super like very intelligent and Mm -hmm. very forward thinking and open to other people's opinions and can form and articulate their thoughts Mm -hmm. all these people were just like that bitch was blah, blah, blah. <laughs> she just tried to get him for his money. Oh, baby, like, they didn't have a connection because he was gay. Though. Like, what? yeah, they're like, I didn't see that. Yeah, one. they were like, oh, he's, like, secretly gay. So, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, also, I'm like, first of all, if he's secretly gay, like, I would just hope that he'd be publicly gay because it's okay to be gay. Yeah. It's not a big deal. Also, what? no, like, I don't understand. Like, people can be in loveless marriages. Mm-hmm. It is a thing that occurs. I mean, it could either be um, one is, like, Maybe they're gay or maybe they just not in love, they got married for the wrong reasons, etc. etc. Right. <coughs> but that's a thing that happens mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. So I mean I don't think either of them are really to blame for that.
1: But they were both like working together on stuff. It wasn't. She wasn't just at home, right?
0: No, they formed their own uh, yeah. production company together. She, she
1: was doing stuff. She wasn't just after his money.
0: Oh yeah, no. So they started a film production company together mm-hmm. and they produced Soul Food, yeah. which came out in 97. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josie and the Pussycats, which came out in 2001. Yes. I actually kind of really love that movie. A little bit too. I, I just, yeah. I like it's so cheesy, yeah. but it's so fun and like really satirizes yeah. like advertising and music. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, this is really, adorable (laughs) also the cast was really awesome and it was before Tara Reid like fucked her life up (laughs) before she went bad shit yeah it was um, Rachel Lee Cook uh, Rosario Dawson and Tara 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 Reid and they were adorable Mm -hmm. like they were really cute in that movie so yeah Um, and also they did uh, they produced the soundtrack for Prince of Egypt Mm -hmm. which had that big song um, with Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston like getting them to work the two divas (laughs) to work together that's a huge deal that was a huge Huge deal. I remember that. Um, and also, like, I mean, the song itself is corny, but they sound amazing yeah, in it. And
1: two powerful voices together. Yeah, and they're they're not necessarily trying to like overtop each other, whatever. He, but they're both building on it. Yeah, you know? yeah. They're not competing. They're, they're not competing exactly. Yeah. And
0: that was, I think, the big thing about that song and yeah. what he drew out of people mm-hmm. was that, like, yes, we're these two kind of female titans mm-hmm. of our of the music industry. And yeah, we don't really like each other all that much, but we're gonna get together and we're gonna sang the fuck out of this song exactly. And you're not gonna forget it. And no one really does. Like that's it's still a really beautiful, yeah, I think it's a when you believe. yeah. Um, it's still a really, really great song. Um, so oh, also a note that I saw which kind of annoyed me. So in a 1990 article uh, from Newsday, um, this journalist named John Leland, Describe. I know what you know. Yeah, describe this song "Whip Appeal." It's like it's suggestive but not rude, mm-hmm. and it's the risque love ballad that has eluded Prince the last few years. I knew you were going to bring that up. How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> compare. Really, Prince. Prince and Babyface, <laughs> who are like on not the same.
1: They nothing eluded Prince too. Like he, yeah, he knew exactly <laughs> what he was doing the entire time. Thank you. Yeah. Thank
0: you. Like. They were on their own individual tracks and approached love and sex. Like, could you really imagine Prince just being at home? Like, how the hell did he do that? I, just being salty yeah. and <laughs> <Just> bitter, <laughs>
1: sitting in like weird ass
0: house <laughs> in Paisley Park, just like sipping yeah. sipping like yak's milk for yeah, a exactly. goblet. <laughs> Fuck
1: this bitch! Just whatever, Prince. <laughs> you can't you can't make something up like that.
0: Yeah, I'm just like, look, they are not two men. They are. Not colleagues, but they're contemporaries of yeah. each other. But I think Babyface sang more in a more traditional R&B style mm-hmm. with a little bit of like wink, wink, wink. Yeah. Prince was just more out there. Yeah. He was like, he was a little bit more bold.
1: All these different ways to kind of say similar things. Yeah. Like, and you like, experimented with a lot yeah, of Yeah,
0: they just, they came at it from different angles. Yeah. So I don't think it's necessarily fair to compare them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like... Didn't they didn't They prince. both
1: sang about sex. They're both men who said did, that, that's yeah. about it. You who know? sang
0: about sex and love and just yeah. did it both in different ways. Yeah, one did it in a little bit more of a traditional way, and the other one a little bit more bold.
1: They did it in a princy
0: way. In a pr- <laughs> he did that, it. In that was a, his way. In a princy way. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, any other thoughts? Any other things that kind of came to mind to you while you are watching this?
1: Uh just the long list of people that he was associated oh with oh my goodness let's, know, from, let's talk you know, about it from when he first started and you know those bands and then when he became solo and when he was m- making his production company mm-hmm. everyone he like there's a long list of people he wrote for produced like helped in any way like gave a tip to he, there's this long list and they're all huge yeah he is
0: basically one of the backbones of like the in, the, of the music right. industry. Right? It's
1: kind of safe to say he was bigger behind the scenes than in front. He was, he was huge as a singer, but like yes. behind the scenes, what he mm-hmm. created was a, mm-hmm. you know.
0: Because yeah, like his albums, when he was regularly putting out albums, like he did have kind of a window of time that was like his yeah. huge baby face singing time. Mm-hmm. But, ooh, excuse me. <laughs> um, let's just let's, let's read off a couple Go of these it. names. Um, so he wrote and produced music for Carol King, Patti LaBelle, Shaka Khan, Aretha Franklin, Mm -hmm. Madonna, when he did that great duet with Madonna, which, like, uh, Take a Bow, Mm -hmm. oh my God, (laughs) one of the best, best love ballads ever. I, I dare anyone to come at me because that song is. A classic, and absolutely, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And pretty much everyone loves it, and you can listen to it at any time, and it still sounds fresh and awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, Janet Jackson, Faith Evans, Al Green, Beyonce, da- Diana Ross, Sheena Easton, who also collaborated mm-hmm. with Prince, um, Tony Braxton. Yeah, he produced her uh, her first. Uh, I think. Two albums <laughs> um, Michael Jackson, Michael Bolton, Paul Abdul, Eric Clapton, Pebbles, Seven Campbell, <laughs> Bobby Brown, Whitney Houston, Brandy, Celine, Mary Dion. David, Celine Dion, Vanessa Williams, Kath, um, Catherine McPhee, who was a uh, American Idol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Ariana Grande. Faith
1: Evans, Al Green, Beyonce, yeah. Diana Ross.
0: Oh my god. Just all these big fucking. Days. He brought us like In, TLC. TLC. Yeah. Um yeah, because they came out on LaFace, yeah. uh, which was his um his label with LA Reed. We've got Phil Collins. I remember
1: I read that um he wrote a lot of the songs for a Crazy, Sexy, Cool. And yeah. that was like their biggest album. Yeah, was, they won all kinds of awards. Yeah, that was like that. their yeah. breakthrough, like And he was behind that. Yeah,
0: that was their uh their second album. Yeah. And that was the that was huge. Mm-hmm. It was huge exponentially huge for them. he actually also worked on um little wayne's uh the carter three album yeah, too
1: i was surprised to see, which i was too.
0: very very surprised by because <laughs> i'm just like really you and little wayne all yeah. right i mean and also i mean like with things like wayne Car- probably saw him out yeah oh for sure. yeah for sure yeah um when you have names like such as like carol king and um celine dion it's just like yeah he's like a far-ranging person like he had his hands in like every genre there's also on there like look
1: Escape, Casey and Jojo Casey and, and, and Phil Joe Collins. And Phil
0: fucking Collins. Yeah. Like just that like that amazing like balladier song, mm-hmm. like song styling that he had. Like He was a crazy songwriter. Yeah. For everybody. Oh my goodness. Boys to Men. Oh yes, Boys to Men yeah. as well. Um I also I think I mentioned um this group that I will do, we'll do another, an, an episode just about them and a group called As Yet. Yet yeah. Um, and they had that huge hit with their cover of um, Hard to Say I'm Sorry by mm-hmm. Chicago and Peter Cetera, like, which is all time, like, another on my li- very long list of really great um, late 90s R&B. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he produced their first album too. Mm-hmm. Like, he is just
1: amazing i remember watching the video and saying like oh that kind of reminds me of this person that kind of reminds me of that person that and it's yeah because they eventually took from him you know he eventually helped him i was like oh he kind of looks like a young usher there he's got mm-hmm, some young usher mm-hmm. and then of course young usher comes from him
0: right know? exactly yeah. and it, like they're just all like he he birthed all of this mm-hmm. i feel like yeah they all sort of took all of these influences and just made them their own. And like all these, these are all like household. Most of these names are mm-hmm. household names. Absolutely. And he was really behind that. Um, he also did the, ah, oh uh, yes, I knew it. I knew he produced this. He produced the Waiting to Exhale album. Yeah. I remember he did that. And um, Whitney's hit, yeah, Whitney. um, Shoot the Exhale yeah, song, yeah, yeah, yeah. He wrote that song for <laughs> her. And yeah, like just, Every time he touched something, it was a hit.
1: How do you write a song for Whitney Houston?
0: <laughs> the, the way
1: she sings, and what she can do. How do you write, knowing like to for her to do that? Like,
0: there's that's people insane. So I remember. Um, I think the only the couple of times I watched American Idol and this girl, I think she ended up going pretty far in the competition. Mm-hmm. She came singing. Yeah, she came singing um, "Dangerously in Love." So this is like way back. Yeah, and. They stopped her and they're like, so the thing with Beyonce and people like her, she sings like Beyonce. Mm-hmm. And Whitney Houston sings like Whitney. She sings her in her own style mm-hmm. that's very hard to ape.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So don't do this song. <laughs> don't do that. In short, don't do this song. Do another song that... We don't want to hear you sound like somebody else. We want to hear you sound like you. Yeah. Whitney sounded like Whitney. She never sounded like anybody else. Yeah. She was such a distinct distinct sound and that style. Mm. So for him to be able to write songs for so many people who had their own distinct sound, yeah.
1: To blend themselves. With so many in the, branches in his brain. To yeah. go out and, and do it well and to too. Do it well. No, yeah. Like really, really well. Yeah, because all these people had amazing careers. Yeah,
0: because if you're looking at like Whitney Houston, TLC, Faith Evans, Janet Jackson, they're all kind of singing fairly differently. Yeah, but he wrote songs and hit songs for all of them. Mm -hmm. So it takes a really interesting mind to really key into that.
1: He's uh, he's all about the music. Yeah, that's you know he started young and that's Mm -hmm. all he thought about Mm -hmm. probably for. And I feel like
0: he doesn't really. I think in more in uh, like black or African American culture, he still gets very like he gets those accolades. Mm -hmm. But I feel like people sort of kind of forget, like kind of forget about him because like he like his time like his big big time where he's being mentioned all the time is like late eighties, nineties, early aughts, and then you kind of hear of him more behind the scenes. Like he's yeah, he's just doing more production than stuff um and i feel like he doesn't really get talked about as much
1: but he did however come back for um oh the soul train awards and he did this song yep. and everybody lost their shit yep. you know they they still love that but, yeah. yeah his his old stuff they'll they'll gravitate right to oh that, yeah know?
0: because it's like it's really timeless yeah it's very very timeless and, and it's he, very, he
1: can still bring it
0: and it's hard for people sometimes i think to sing older songs and not to sound dated yeah but like he did, yeah, he did Whip Appeal again. And it was just like, oh, shit. Like, he could have written this song yesterday. Exactly, and, yeah. And it still sounds great. This was 2015,
1: great. I think. Yeah. Like, last year he did
0: mm-hmm. it. And it still sounds great. Now, when you're talking about this uh, Babyface performance, so there was another Soul Train Awards performance. And um, I forget who they were honoring. And I think, was it was last year's or the year before? It was a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And so Keith Sweat... Oh boy. <laughs> came and okay. sang, and shush, I love me some Keith Sweat, even though he sings like he's crying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds, kind of sounds like a robot, and he sings like he's crying and mm-hmm. he's whining. Yeah. But I still love him. And he came and sang a couple of his hits, and people were just like, oh my God, oh my God. Like all the ladies in the audience, especially like. Their young ladies were kind of going for it too, mm-hmm. but the older ladies, I'm telling you, so many bloomers and just draws, <laughs> metaphorically being thrown on the stage. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, oh my God. And he was wearing a burgundy suit. Oh my God. A burgundy velvet we suit. We need to find that out. You need to show me this. <laughs> He's wearing a burgundy, like, velveteen jacket, and I think he was wearing white pants. I think he was wearing white. White pants? Oof. Yes, and wearing like these very like beautiful looking like shoes. <laughs> And he had, like, the closest, like, S-curl wave. And oh, just, like, no. <laughs> it, was, like, it was just, like, close-cropped and just clean. Ugh. Oh, he looked great.
1: <laughs> still kind of dating himself, but still.
0: Uh, whatever. He's he could do whatever he wants. He same, the
1: same kind of thing he could wear in 1989, and he was fine. Now, it's, <laughs> all right. But I guess because it's him, you could be like, okay. Yeah. And
0: also, it was, you know, cut in the style of now. It wasn't, mm-hmm. like, a big-ass suit. It was a very, like... Oh, wasn't it wasn't? Oh, no, okay. it wasn't a big suit. It was, like, a very sleek, mm-hmm. modern-looking suit. But also burgundy velveteen
1: (laughs) with the white pants with
0: white pants i mean look (laughs) he is of a certain age and a generation where that thing was just day reviewer Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i think it was understandable um let me see other fun things also kanye too i could see kanye right at the bottom oh yes i think he did Where, where 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 uh Yes, I was, oh, the song that he worked with Lil Wayne was a song called "Comfortable," which mm-hmm. also was produced by Kanye. Mm-hmm. So I think they both had a hand in like producing or writing it or collaborating with him or whatever. Um, so yeah, that was the song that he he worked Kanye on worked with.
1: with Babyface, and he still thinks he's a genius. <laughs> Look, no one like you've ever, been in the presence of of true, you know. Look, no one mastery.
0: Look, no one ever said that Kanye had any sort of point of perspective, and I think he yeah, even Kanye had, did. Yeah, <laughs> he, he at has, least one person he, has said it, he, and it was Kanye. Uh that doesn't really count. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, he has even less perspective now than when he came out on the scene. But that is neither here nor there, because that'll become now he just goes on these rants. Yeah, this will become a very heated and angry. Me this being is a very whole angry, yeah, of me being angry at Kanye. I, 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 like, I'm, I was a very huge Kanye fan
1: when he first came out.
0: Um, up until, up until Jesus, up until, up until he lost his mind, up until Jesus. Yeah. I, I don't even think it's a matter of losing his mind. I just think he's a very like, there's, there's a lot of issues where with, with his ego and his misogyny and et cetera, et cetera, just. Yeah, like right up until that point, I was super like. I think me and uh, my roommate Tana, mm. you, which you know, um, we went to go see him do Watch the Throne. Like I've like i I've, I've mm-hmm. seen him in concert. I have like all visit all of his albums up until then. I was a very very big Kanye fan. I would I would I would argue to the day because you know what I'm a big I'm a big fan of I'm a fan of people who are like yeah like that person's so nice they're so great. <laughs> I don't necessarily have to like you.
1: Mm-hmm. To like the music to
0: like your music
1: mm-hmm.
0: you don't have to be my friend mm-hmm. like so many people i think nowadays are looking for musicians and artists to be their friends yeah and be like oh they do all these things and blah blah. especially blah. with
1: so- social media like, yeah. you can talk to them and you want them yeah. to like interact with you i'm
0: like these people don't have to be my fucking friends yeah they have a job and their job is to make music mm-hmm. like they are allowed to have opinions about mm-hmm. things for right. sure because they're people I don't need you to be my friend. I don't need you to do like, there's like, oh, they do all these charities and they speak to all these little sick kids and blah, blah, blah. That's cool. Do that as a normal person. You Mm -hmm. don't have to be a celebrity to make that a big deal. Mm -hmm. You can do that as a normal person and make that a big deal. I don't need you to be my friend. But there's a certain point where, and I've said this many times, I'm not that desperate for black male role models (laughs) that I... I can just accept all the shit that you do and say. Just let that one go. Yeah, I'm just like you know what, pets. I'm fine. Like pets. same thing with Bill Cosby, same oh, thing with R. Kelly. Oh, God. Like I was thinking the other day, I was reading this cookbook where <laughs> and a cookbook, a woman I will not say who it is okay. makes a reference to like R. Kelly and Ignition and whatever, and I'm like, man. Crazy white people, like, they don't want trans folks who are regular-ass people to use bathrooms when they mm-hmm. t- when they need to use the bathrooms. But y'all love you some R. Kelly, and he's a pedophile. Yeah. <laughs> he's basically a straight-up yeah. pedophile, and y'all are super about that life. But when regular people are just trying to live their lives, y'all get mad. Exactly. I don't understand. So, like, yeah. The, like I just, even, like, so tied in with R. Kelly's music is his like nasty pedophilia mm-hmm. uh, there's this one song that a, a friend a dj friend of mine had um was listening to and he was just he's like yeah he's like the song came on on my spotify or pandora and even in the line of the song like the line is saying like something about like ladies got that that groove ladies got, got that swag and he's like oh even little aaliyah has got that swag uh-huh. and this was like uh-huh. back like 12 play this is like back in the day yeah, so i'm yeah. just like oh Gross.
1: He was right out in the open about it. Right. Yeah. He was
0: super not hiding his shit. So in conclusion, that is why me and Kanye were like we're on a timeout. A <laughs> we're timeout we're that on that a mess We're on like a massive timeout. Like I don't know if I can. It, it maybe if he like kind of gets his life right. Maybe whatever. I I want people to want more out of their music, and more about what it's saying. And I think as we're getting older and mm-hmm. has how society is changing you kind of have to recognize things about yourself and yeah. a little bit be like oh you keep saying these things i don't necessarily think (laughs) i want to support
1: that but even still i don't even think his music is getting any better yo
0: no i don't think it like i I mean
1: i like i really like through the wire like when that first came out and and people were talking about like he just had his accident he couldn't talk and stuff he wrote the song i was like that's great like no late like late
0: registration fucking fantastic my dark twisted fantasy probably one of the like like and i don't care one of the best albums that came out that year yeah but there was just some point By where it just,
1: it just started to decline. and then, Yeah, like Jesus, you know, I
0: wasn't that crazy about. Um, yes. I still haven't listened to Life of Pablo, which I've heard is actually really great. I haven't listened to that. And I just don't think I'm going to.
1: Which one was the one he had with, um, he was like, I guess, quote unquote, competing with 50 Cent. Remember they're saying whoever sold more albums, like oh the other one goodness. would retire.
0: Oh, crap. Which one was that? I don't remember. Maybe it was. Maybe it was. One Oscar of the, I mean, Fantasy. W- whatever it
1: was. I was like, okay, this is that was like the last good album I remember. I was like, I, it was kind of hard to choose, also, but I'm like, I'm kind of gonna lean also, towards this one. Also,
0: I don't give two shits about 50 Cent. Oh well, yeah. I just no. But just, it still was. It was a good album. Just ugh, 50 <laughs> Cent just needs to be just sit <laughs> like he's doing so many other cool thi- like cool things. Right. So like you do your cool thing, but like. <laughs> You had, like, for, for me, he had that one good album, and then I was just like, all right, I'm bored. Yeah. <laughs> no one here wants to hear you sing about being shot five times. We know you're here. <laughs> you live. We're used to it, yeah. <laughs> You live like, so what else you got? He, he has to get shot
1: again for us to care. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: I'm just like, you, you already said what you needed to say. All right, mm-hmm. go on again. <laughs> also, like, there's so many other, like, there's Kendrick, there's Doomtree, there's, like, there's a whole bunch of other people who are doing super dope shit right mm-hmm. now. So, like- it's okay. <laughs> like, I, I'm, I I, can step away from it and not feel too sad about right. it. Right. Um, let's see. What time are we at? Oh, my God. Man, like, sometimes I, I still can't get over how we'll start the podcast and I'm just like, man, I don't know if we got stuff to say. Blah, blah, bippity, blue. And then I look and it's like, an hour later. Yeah.
1: I can keep talking. I don't care. It's <laughs> fun.
0: Um. So yeah, I mean, any parting thoughts? Parting any thoughts. closing I, words, parting thoughts? You know, you
1: said before that uh, you thought that a lot of people kind of forgot about Babyface, especially since he he you know went into the background, he started just producing and working with other people. Mm-hmm. So I think I was one of those people. I definitely kind of just, I, after a while, I'd, I forgot he even existed. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't until you gave me this song, I was like, oh, that's right, he had a song. Okay, oh, and there's another song. Oh, then he like, all these things came out. And I was like, you know what? There was there was so many things that I had to like relearn about him. Mm-hmm. And now I have this whole new appreciation for who he is and what he's done and stuff like that. And that he still continues to do it at this caliber. Mm-hmm. It's it's amazing. Yeah, it's it's So I'm glad I got to do this now because I, I probably never would have thought of that
0: before. Yeah, it's just it's one of those kind of random things where you're like, oh, this is a person that wasn't isn't really in the collective consciousness right now. Yeah. But once you kind of fall into that hole, mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, this is like bringing a new little dimension of wonder to my life that yeah, I didn't you get do-
1: lost in reading about it. <laughs> right? yeah. yeah,
0: I really, really did, and I just kind of went overboard and was kind of just looking at other things. Yeah, and you had a
1: long list of notes. <laughs> <laughs> I was just working off of your stuff. I was like,
0: oh yeah, that's right, that's right. Okay, yeah, You're yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. like the what are the other things that I can remember, etc. Yeah. etc.
1: All the different genres he's sang and all the different instruments he plays, mm-hmm,
0: all the, mm-hmm. everything. Um, Prince said, uh, so Prince had done a performance um at a Grammy performance with uh Beyonce which I didn't know cuz I like I don't watch the Grammys all the time mm-hmm. but when he passed away Beyonce had said you know I remember being so nervous cuz like it's fucking Prin- like it's like yeah, it's prince <laughs> like holy crap um and he said to me one of the things I took away from that was he said to me you're really great but learn to play an instrument really learn to play like if you learn piano, no one will be able to touch you. Yeah. Because that makes a lot of he's sense. He's like, you're like a lot of people are gonna say a lot of bullshit about you. But once you do that, because you were like she controls so much of her shows. She like she'll like wa- like watch her performances mm-hmm. and like give her dancers notes. Like mm-hmm. she's very like This very is probably good. the
1: one thing she hasn't done yet is play an instrument. And she plays yeah. the piano. Now she does that on this album. Ooh.
0: She, plays she really with, can, There's nothing she can't do. Yeah, play. she, she like, and I, I remember watching, um, there's, it's the song, um, Sandcastles. Okay. And when you watch the Lemonade videos, you see her and she's sitting at a keyboard with headphones and she looks kind of nervous and she starts playing and I'm like, and you see her actually she's playing, playing yeah. it. And I'm like, well, I guess you listen to Prince, huh? Well, how do you not listen? <laughs> how do you not listen? Do you really want to be the person who
1: didn't listen to Prince? <laughs> like her career just fails and she's like, oh. Should have listened. Should have listened I to Prince. Played piano. And then she tries after that. Yeah, it so, doesn't work.
0: So I'm just imagining her like being like, oh, I guess I'm gonna have to find someone to fucking teach me how to play yeah. piano. Which, she probably found someone
1: like you. Yeah. Like, also like, like Elton John probably taught her. So
0: oh my <laughs> god, that would be hysterical. Um, but yeah, I think I think we're done. I think we're done. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think we're done. Because okay. then I actually have to edit, like, listen to this and edit this. Oh, you have to listen to this again. Yeah, you... I listen to I'm these so, episodes. I listen to these episodes quite a few times and like make little notes and edit out things. So I think this is a good time. To okay. End. Fair enough. <laughs> um, but well Marcel, thank you so thank much. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming. I knew you would be great. You were so, like Marcel was so nervous. I was for yes. no goddamn reason. <laughs> because it looks like you look you are a smart lovely person and you have so I many I smart fu- lovely person see yeah. see and humble as fuck <laughs> yes um, but yeah I, I knew you'd be great so thank you for coming on with me to talk about this fantastic song thank you Um. so yes uh, you can find me at uh, Instagram and uh, Twitter at eatness bitch that's E-A-T-I <laughs> E-A-T-I-N-I-S-T bitch and that's all one word um, I'm also on Snapchat too. Uh, Snapchat is really foolish and silly, but it's really, really fun um, and I like it. So uh, I post a lot of pictures of food and music things um, so follow me on there. Um, is there a place that people can find you out there in the world via social media? Oh my God If you want I, people to find you
1: I would love people to find me, but I don't even know all my stuff offhand. <laughs> I've never tried to promote myself. <laughs> I'm I'm there somewhere. You're like, I'm friends with you on like everything. Yeah, but, that's true. Yeah. So uh, yeah, people I, can find me. If, yeah. If you, no one wants to, but they can if you know. <laughs> I don't post pictures of food. I mean, you know, I got nothing going on. So if you want to find me, I'm friends with Monique on everything.
0: There, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Find 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 Marcel through me because Marcel is really great.
1: I'm funny. I'm really, I'm, funny. really I'm so funny. <laughs>
0: it's the funniest.
1: See, look, she's laughing. She, even John's laughing. John, John came here to laugh. He heard I was doing this.
0: Oh, yeah, this is, like, we, this is actually a somewhat livey taping. Um, somewhat livey. <laughs> somewhat live. This is not an audience. It's just we have an
1: audience. There's at least three people here. Uh,
0: I mean, if we're looking at the official definition of what an audience is, is there like a well, number? Caroline was watching us was an <laughs> there. as an audience of one. Yes, as all the, all, all the audience. <laughs> all right y'all so uh thank you guys for listening and we'll see you again real soon or I guess hear me again real soon something like hear that you real soon yeah something like that <laughs> me
1: too right me soon uh, mm-hmm.
0: not too sure about that not too <laughs> maybe, soon. well not too soon maybe in okay. season two maybe season two? we'll bring okay maybe we'll bring you back for season two Can't all right <laughs> have a good one guys bye